Wasn't that the thing you ordered on Reddit? Yeah. And you finally got it? No. Different one. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. I found somebody else okay. that wasn't a scumbag and actually <laughs> sent it. Okay. I'm surprised you trusted someone else. Uh, I'm... Uh, there's shitty people everywhere. I don't want one person to sour it. Welcome to Chess Talk episode 233. Hello. Uh, it is just, for now, two of us. And it's been a while since this combination. I want to say episode uh, 178. It was this combination. Why, why do you know specifically <laughs> what number? Like, it's, you know, 178, it was, a, it, was a, it was a Thursday. We recorded early because uh, I had to go on vacation. I remember because uh, episode 177 was a ward talk for that year. And then the following week, mm. it was just you and me recording, because award talk is usually during holidays and things like that. And so it was just you and me talking about video games and whatever. So that's why I remember it. Got it. Okay. So yeah, it's Rob, as you can hear. Welcome back. Yo. For the listeners, it's only been two episodes, but for Brittany and I, it's been like a month and a half since you've recorded with us, so. That sounds correct. Uh, how are you doing? Super. Just uh, weathering the, the snow. That we had the last couple weeks. Oh, has it been or pretty bad week? up there? No, nah, not like last year. Last year was crazy. <laughs> Your first year. Rob and I are playing chess. What? I went first. Uh, last week, uh, I forfeited to Alex after a while just because I wanted to end the game. So, for anyone that cares. <laughs> just just end it. Uh, but yeah, we are going to be talking about more of the Witcher episodes. We're going to talk about a Morbius trailer. The Morbius trailer. And just normal catch-up stuff. Any mustard or just ketchup? No, uh, I'm actually more of a mustard guy, but unfortunately, we only have ketchup. Damn it! I like the acidity. Yes, it's nice, you know, contrasting with usually the fattier foods you put yeah, it on. It's perfect. So, uh, Rob, as I'm sure you know, I got a Switch, and so I've been playing that. Yes. I am. It says because the Switch tells you how much time you've played, but only in increments of five hours after a certain point and so it says i'm at 25 hours or more in mario odyssey and i am at about have you played it before oh yeah okay that's great uh i'm at like 550 moons or so Uh, oh wow yeah i'm just i'm gonna get every moon and every purple coin and everything uh, I think it'll be significantly above 25 hours uh, yes. <laughs> by the time you get to that point. I am making good progress, though, because um, I am going just kingdom by kingdom, and I'm at, uh, I just got to, where the fuck am I? Uh, Lost Kingdom. That's where I am. So, I'm... Have you have you beat it yet, or are you yes. still trying? Yeah, no, I beat everything. Okay. I think I beat it in just about 12 hours, and then, okay. so, yeah, over half of my time at this point has been going through and catching everything i missed and when you beat it and go back to other levels more moons appear so it's ridiculous yes like i want to say the sand kingdom has the second most and it's like 89 moons that sucked and then the mushroom kingdom has 104 so that's going to be great when i finally get to that one yeah there's there's some that are just going to be a pain in the ass to get it's fine oops Uh, um hold on yeah i don't want to do that yeah yeah it's fine. There are definitely some um, that Brittany is back in the room and perfect timing because um, I was going to say that for the most part, I'm trying to get as many moons as I can on my own. And then when I inevitably get stuck, I have Brittany look up like where to find some of the moons. Yeah. And hmm. so many of them, I'm just like, why would you check this? Like mm-hmm. there was that one level in Cap Kingdom where like the blocks pushed out and stuff. It's like you go into a room and there are the blue and orange blocks out of the wall and they move and go back in. Brittany doesn't remember. Mm-mm. But towards <laughs> the end, um, like as you're running over the blocks that are being pushed out, you have to turn around and look inside oh, one yeah. of those blocks. And yeah, it's like, why fun. the fuck would you do this if you were just playing the game? Mm-hmm. So there, that's probably one of the few minor dings, I would say i have the game uh there is also some more frustrating moons that they make you get the racing moons i don't know if you did many of those rob um i did a few of them i i they're not always the most fun for me because i'm just kind of like eh, yeah i don't really care to get one moon by spending like three hours racing this thing yeah i am, you did i am committed i am <laughs> i feel like as i complete them 
they're getting more and more difficult and I'm just losing my mind. Like they want just pin perfect accuracy. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. hundred <sighs> percent. I think some of them have like secondary races oh, where like every you single go... one does. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like normal racers. And then the second race is like, there's a golden Koopa and he does yes. it nearly flawlessly every single time. So you need to, yeah. uh, I've just started doing, um, when I start the second race, <clears throat> I will just watch what he does and then try and actually race and do it better. But those are really frustrating me as of late. There was one uh, moon level in the Wooded Kingdom where you had to move some sheep into some uh, <laughs> pins, pens. And it was on like uh, this bridge. And the only way to move the sheep is to throw your hat at it and to get it to actually... Oh, I'm stupid. Um, <laughs> it's fine. Chess. Uh, you had to hit the sheep with your hat and it would go flying and then immediately start sprinting in whatever direction you threw the hat in and so i think i killed about 50 or 60 sheep trying to get them into the pen i think about 10 of those you did on purpose uh there was a point where i was just frustrated yeah mm-hmm. just a little bit <laughs> that, that that's the one thing about i think odyssey that can be very annoying is that you you, you do everything right and just like hey you're off by like two degrees so <laughs> start over yeah there is that's so that's another thing and then probably my last major like issue with the game is that sometimes the controls just don't do what you Mm -hmm. say and it Mm -hmm. can some like on the racing stuff like i'm trying to ground pound jump and it just like oh you just wanted to ground pound and you're just gonna sit and wait or there was one where i had to do wall jumps but mario just felt like oh i should just keep jumping towards the screen off of the wall and not actually line up horizontally it's just random when it decides to do it and it's obviously usually when you're about to end or when it's part of some longer process of getting a moon so it's more frustrating and amplified but other than that other than those minor complaints i think the gameplay is pretty great i like the huge variety in kingdoms there are only a couple of that are similar most of them are pretty unique, and right away yeah. you can tell what the theme is and what they're going for. Um, I liked the Moon Kingdom a lot, just the low gravity and just getting to actually do crazy different stunts. Um, and one thing that I really enjoyed when I was like done with the game is like they didn't really introduce new powers or anything throughout the game. It's just from the beginning you can do everything you need to to beat the game. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah. It's all just about mastering the basic skills exactly. that they give you. Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of why I like it too. Is that it is much of a technical game. So like, mm-hmm. you can just go run through it, have fun, and do searching. Like, if, I don't say kids don't do what you're doing and try to master it, but like, you don't have to do that to enjoy the game. Yeah. But then if you want to do that, like, the, kind of the speed runner aspect of it of really completing everything and doing everything a hundred percent. You could definitely go that route, and there's not much of a curve in terms of what new things you have to manage. Do you know what the world record is for getting 880 moons, aka 100%ing the game is? No, I know any percent is something like 50. It's, it's sub one hour right now. Oof. It's like I think like 56 minutes. That's crazy. I didn't know that. But I know that yeah, I, I, 880 I, moons is uh, about eight hours. That's, that, that that's more impressive yeah that seems pretty ridiculous to me like eight hours to get every single moon in that game which is that's what what's the math on that 80 moons an hour 100, no, it's, it's, 100 it's, moons an hour yeah a little over almost two moons an hour two two moons a minute <laughs> is that what you meant <laughs> two moons an hour took, i meant 200 um, moons an hour almost yeah. 200 moons an hour you're pretty it's uh it's three moons a minute that's, that's one <laughs> one moon every 20 seconds trying to break it down into minutes kind of destroyed me yeah <laughs> it's 180 min- moons an hour <laughs> that that's just insanity though because like if you think about it from the perspective of you have eight hours to get 880 moons go you're you're now like competing with like uh, cutscene times, yeah. Like cutscene times are now like, 
okay yeah yeah no 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 still (laughs) that would be bullshit if that was also with cutscenes because it's like okay so realistically it was like six and a half hours of gameplay (laughs) yeah fuck that good game i really do like it so far obviously it's only uh, i've dabbled in other games but this is the only game that i've really like dived into for the year for chess awards um so i am going to have to give it a 9.5 oh wow out of 10 it looks really fun like i said it's really fun and it's nearly a perfect game it's just there are these little things that bug me and so it's mm, do they bug you because they're technically bad or because you're not good at it it's just it it's i'm not trying to be like facetious i'm sorry (laughs) no just funny i know it's a rude question no i there is it because you're shit or because the game (laughs) there are definitely times where like the sheep thing like if i was just more patient or something like i could probably get through it quicker but it's just it's it's frustrating when a game dictates what speed you play the game at that's what's like frustrating it's like, let me just play the game how I want to instead of confining me into doing it this way. It's one one task. But still, I am, I am not going to be surprised. There's also like uh, catching the fish as the Lakita, Lakuda, whatever, the yeah. guy in the mm-hmm. cloud. Like, I hate those missions too. And it's like where you just have to sit there and wait. And that, yeah. that's it. Or You're I had to impatient. get the... Huh? <laughs> You're just impatient. There was the... That's besides the point. Sorry. In the deep woods, when I had to spit the coins out at the plant. Oh, that was funny. I had to spit 500 coins. I just sat there for like a minute straight, just spitting coins just to get a moon. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? So, it's... It's kind of funny. It's just a weird way they try and make you play the game sometimes, which mm-hmm. works most of the time, and then other times it's just odd. Mm-hmm. I okay. think uh, once I finish this, I'll probably try and do a shorter game before I dive into Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Because I do want to beat that this year, but yeah. I can't go from one long slog to mm-hmm. another. Mm-hmm. You've played both, Rob. How would you compare the two? Like, which would you... Extremely different. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, uh, how much you like them. Did you like one... Like did, like, did you like Breath of the Wild or Odyssey better? Or is it Apples and Oranges? Apples and Oranges. Okay. Like, they're both they're both amazing games. Like, my, my I would say I think I liked Odyssey more oh. because... It didn't feel like I was slogging through parts that were just like tedious and boring. And it felt very kind of, it's linear. So you, you, definitely, you go to A to, to B, um, whereas Breath of the Wild is not. Yep. And so I, I kind of enjoy that linear storytelling fun. Um, not that the story in Breath of the Wild is bad. It's just I'm so used to the previous Zelda games being that way and then switching it up does not, was it's not a good game to kind of make that switch. At least 100% the way they did it. Hmm. I think you'll like it though because it's it's beautiful. It's like Skyrim. Yeah. It's just, there's just so much stuff to see and do. I've played, I want to say two or three hours of Breath like of the Wild. Two. Yeah, and then I had to put it down because it's like okay, I'm getting too far into too many games. Like I just need to pick one mm-hmm. and go through it mm-hmm. because I think I yeah. talked about it last week. Or it's just if I go too far in a bunch of different games, then I have to go back to another game. I'm gonna forget everything, and at that point, I just got to start over. So yeah. that's what I wanted to avoid, but. I'm enjoying the Switch. Surprisingly, get used to hearing about the Switch, Merry everyone. Christmas. I think that's it for the Switch. What's the next big game? Is it Animal Crossing that comes out? That's the flagship game coming out for the Switch soon? Uh, I think so. Um, I think well, I think Breath of the Wild 2 is coming out this year. Is that this year? Maybe. Hmm. It's either this year or early oh, next year. Fuck. I don't remember. It doesn't say. There's no release date. Yeah, okay. I don't remember seeing a release date. I just remember seeing the trailer with the title card at the end. It is interesting that the um, it's the same. It's like the first, I think, one of the first sequels, like to direct a game. sequel. Like a direct, yeah. yeah, not like a Majora's Mask thing, where it's like, hey, it's same same time zone, but totally yeah. different scenarios. A side quill. Yeah, yeah. No, I I I'm curious as to why. Well, I think uh, when the trailer got announced, they said, oh, it's because they were working on some DLC, but then they just kept adding more and more to it, and so they're like, oh, this is a new game. So yeah. I think that's why they did it. I'm just curious if like the story elements really carry that much. I don't know. I'll have to beat the game yeah. before I can judge that. I'm sure. I think if they pivot back to the style of like Ocarina of Time, basically every other game, <laughs> I think it'll be a much better story game. Okay, it's still a good game. Breath of Wild's still a good game. Yeah, uh, looks like the big game is Animal Crossing. So. <laughs> 
across it. So yeah. not really a big game. Yeah, but I mean, that's fine. I, I think now is a good time to have a Switch. I think there are plenty of major games out where you can sink a lot of hours into it. Like Smash Bros. alone <laughs> yeah. Yeah. is a good enough game to make you just play that for hours and hours. Yeah, Smash is a phenomenal game. You have that? Yeah. Uh, do you have online? Uh, I think I'm paying for it right now, but I haven't played Smash online in like probably yeah. a month. Oh, okay. Loser. Well, I mean, it's just <laughs> what I'm what I'm finding out is like, okay, I want to play X game. That means I'm not going to be able to play A A through P games. So <laughs> fucking make pick pick your point. What what do you want to play? Yeah. And then you just don't play any of them. Yeah. Uh, choice fatigue and you just sit there and start all your games on steam and be like well i'll just play I'll tarkov again oh okay yeah <laughs> yeah tarkov actually i played that a week, i guess like, like the week or two after i got it oh really? that was actually a really great game it's a great game mm-hmm. but it requires yeah it would... like a hundred percent of your focus <laughs> and you can't like 200 percent. like it it's it's such an intense game uh, yeah i've seen it climbing in the steam charts and things and i've seen more and more people talking about it i'm like hmm I'm not gonna. I can't do that. Uh, that's all I got for the Switch talk. I don't know if you had any other Switch things, Rob. Mm, Madeline bought uh, actually just yesterday. She bought Link's Awakening. I was looking um, at that when I was buying some games, but uh, I didn't pull the trigger. It's a good game. I I don't know if you've if you've played. I haven't played the original Zelda games, like the original flat image. Ones. Yeah, no. Played um, Majora's Mask. Uh, what's what was the first Wii one? Uh, Twilight Princess. Yes, or, I've yeah. I've played that for a couple hours, and that's pretty much it. And then now Breath of the Wild. I would say wait for it to, to if they drop in price, then get it. It just they don't it, drop in price. I know. I that's, know. Uh, Switch games don't. Mario Some of them Odyssey. Do. None of the none still of the first party 60. ones don't. Yeah, and yeah. so Link's Awakening is never gonna drop in price. Yeah, but it's Fucking true. Sucks. Yeah, but I mean, but I mean, do you like it or is it? Eh? She's played it, and I think it, it's a very beautiful game. They've done a great job yeah, redoing yeah. it. Um, it's just, it's I know the story, so it's like, well, how different is it going to be for me? But she, she likes it, so I'd say if you never played it, then sure, oh, drop, okay, drop sixty on it. Mm, I probably won't, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, no, nothing, nothing crazy Switch related. Okay, then we can move on to uh, the Morbius. Yes. Discussion. Did we already do? How was everyone's week? Uh, we just uh, kind of skipped over it. I want to say I got a new phone. Yay. Yeah, I'm excited what? about it. What'd you get? The LG G8 Think Ooh. slash Thin Q, however you say it. <laughs> I think. think. I think it's Think, but everybody calls it Thin Q because it's such a dumb branding. It is. <laughs> I hate that. But it's a good phone, actually. Um, the hand sensor thing is very gimmicky, but it does work well with like pausing and playing YouTube videos. And Hulu. No, Not Netflix. Hulu, Netflix. Yeah. I cannot get it to work to unlock my phone. No. But I can absolutely pause and play videos with it. So that's cool because well, I like to watch videos. How does it work? You have to like set it up to unlock your screen and it like kind of measures your palm. You like push your hand in and out from the, like the sensor for mm. a few minutes and then it like captures everything. And then for at least the YouTube videos, you like hold it in front of like where the camera is on your mm-hmm. phone, the front facing camera. And like this blue light starts flashing. And then you like bring your fingers into like a claw and pull it back. It has this like bar that pops up and off to the right is pause play. And you just slide your fingers over in the air and hold it over and then move your hand away and it so pauses it's it. Making you cast spells to Yes. It looks exactly <laughs> like that. It's really weird. That's so stupid. But it's convenient for me when I'm cooking because I like to watch videos when I'm cooking. I just can't think of any other situation. That's the only situation that's useful. The guy selling it to me at T-Mobile was just like, it's the future of technology, I swear. I'm like, no, it's it's really gimmicky and probably doesn't work all the time. You're like, "Uh (laughs) I just need a new phone because my phone's slow. Well, uh, speaking of gimmicky stuff, Rob, you were going to talk about VR. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. that's it for me then. <laughs> Fuck. No. Uh, did you have more about the phone? No. I just I thought that would be a really funny segue. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> was it worth it? I think so. I think it was worth it, but I can understand the salt. 
What yeah. what else about your phone do you like? I am terrified of your phone because you still don't have your case yet. Ooh. I ordered three cases. I'm ordering the screen protectors right now. but just, You should have ordered them. I didn't think I was actually going to get a phone, and then uh-huh. it just happened really fast. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Anyway. Rob, how's VR? Uh, It's cool. Uh, It's not gimmicky, much to probably Cody's hilarity. Um, It's really cool. Um, Probably next time we're on, probably do a small segment on it, but I'd say if you have the space and the money to drop on a rig because they are not (laughs) cheap setups, unfortunately, nor is VR equipment cheap, it's worth it, but it's definitely not, like, ready for everybody yet. Like, just from a technological perspective... And from a cost perspective, it's just it's just not there. And a lot of the games, I think, are still trying to figure out what 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 they're trying to do because a lot of it is basically take 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 normal 3D game, make 3D VR game. For example, yeah. Pavlov is basically Counter Strike VR. So um, I did buy. I only bought two games. Uh, I bought Boneworks and Thank you. Uh, H3 VR. They're both really fun games. That's but so my sample size is two games, so I don't really much to say beyond those two. Uh, and Pavlov, I guess technically, is, I bought that one. Have you seen the zero punctuation video on Boneworks? I haven't, but I heard he he, he liked it, which is interesting. He did he did like it, um, but he kind of um, still ends the video with the same theme of like VR isn't quite there yet. Yeah. He's like Boneworks is a huge step in the right direction, um, and the fact that it's less so a physics game or just kind of a tech demo, and like it is an actual game with a story, um, but it's still missing some pieces and he's hoping that mm. with uh half-life alex um that is going to be the final push that gets vr into a more mainstream sort of development cycle next 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 time i talk about it more in depth um maybe do a small segment on it i could talk about the two uh, um Boneworks and h3 vr and kind of draw some interesting conclusions about the two of them but i think his, his point is probably 100 percent spot on i don't think anything we yeah. would argue with that yeah, are you too far into either game, or just like an hour or two in each? I beat Boneworks last okay. night. Um, wow. it's, it's about twenty or so hours, but I I played it because we work slowed down this week, so I was able to actually blitz it this uh, late last weekend into this weekend. And then and then hot dogs, horseshoes, hand grenades. There's not really a way to beat it. It's just it's kind of one of those games. that's just like you. It's got a lot of replayability, but it's repetitive okay. kind of things. So, um, but I don't want to spend too much time on that. We can we can go deep into into vr next podcast yeah yeah whatever whatever you will be back on so now finally the morbius trailer oh <laughs> it's been hyped up so much we got so, so much to say about it yeah uh, i'll just start off with saying like i was like oh hey it's like batman <laughs> when i was watching it and i was like oh wait no it's dracula and i was just very confused that this was an actual like spider-man villain mm-hmm I had never heard of him before. Have you, Rob? So I, I watched her. I, I had my feelings about Jared Leto uh, as an actor, <laughs> and I was kind of like, hmm, interesting. They chose him, and then I saw the trailer. I'm like, hmm, interesting. They chose him, um, but I looked him up because I'm like, I think the name sounds familiar, but I don't know the character well. But I looked up some of the pictures of him from um, the Wikipedia. I'm like, oh shit, he was in Batman. He was in a bunch of different things. I think he was even like X Men and a couple other things too. Uh, so I do remember the character from when I was a kid, but I don't remember much about him. So okay. beyond the fact, a vampire hero or dark um, anti-hero, cool. So is he an actual anti-hero or is he just a straight-up villain? Um, team affiliations, he's both good and bad. Okay, because I was like, if he's just going around murdering people, that doesn't seem too anti-hero-y. That seems just bad guy. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, he's, I guess, related to Blade as well. So I think there's like... Some overlap with the character. Weird. Okay. I wonder Weird. if they're gonna do a Blade reboot then. I think they're in talks to doing to doing that. Mm. Um, that would be interesting. I would be okay with that because I liked Blade yeah. back when Wesley Snipes was Blade. And it's been twenty years, so I mean, kind of, kind of do. Especially if now it's like the thing because that and X Men, I think, are in my mind one of the more original superhero movies. But I know that there are some before that. They are uh, the OG Mar- or the uh, yeah the OG uh, Mahershala Ali is going to be Blade. Oh yeah, in I, July. I think we talked oh, about yeah, that. Yeah, we did yeah. when they had the like 
Eternals thing At and everything the else. The Disney Con, whatever yeah. Disney convention D- is. Yeah, D- 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 23 or whatever yeah. the fuck. We, we know things. Yeah. <laughs> We're on it. So, <laughs> I just, yeah. I don't get this movie. I think, I'm confused, like, what's the main conflict in this movie? He's sick and wants to be stronger. But now he has the urge to kill. Yeah, because he becomes a vampire. I don't know. <laughs> so you want to see this in no. theaters? Oh, okay. I'm just checking. No. <laughs> oh, oh God. Today, I... what band was it? The song came on the radio. <laughs> so the uh, there's a game I like to play with Brittany. Uh, when uh, in Vegas, there's 92.3. That's like the rock. It's like a hard rock, rock and station. Metal stuff. Yeah. So they play three Metallica songs, so we can call ourselves a metal station. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so anytime a song's on there that I think is a very either a famous band or a famous song from a band, I will ask Brittany, who is this? And uh, there was a song that was playing um, that was doing some interesting like effects. And the bass was going crazy, and there were a lot of drum fills. And I was like, who is this? And Brittany was like, um, that voice sounds really familiar. And then she paused for a little bit, and she's like, is it 30 seconds to Mars? And I just died on the inside, and I was like... No, because you said the fans were pretentious. Yes. And then I said, oh, is it 30 seconds to Mars? Uh, and then I said, <laughs> nope, this is Tool. <laughs> okay, well... <laughs> okay, t- to be fair, uh, I can't think of his name right now. It's off the top of my head, but uh, he the did. Singer. Yeah, um, he was in Stone Sour. A couple other things, right? Like he did. No, uh, what am I thinking of? That's Corey Taylor. That's Slipknot. Ah, okay, never mind. JK, never mind. Come on, sorry. It's yeah. okay. I don't know anything about this fucking genre of <laughs> pretentious assholes. Just kidding. I'm sure they're nice. <laughs> they're great people. It's the fans that are probably annoying. Generally, it's, that's the worst part also, of anything. R.I.P. Neil Pert. Uh-huh. I forgot to mention that last yeah, week. With I know you did. Alex. I, I thought about it, and then we started recording, and then I thought about it after we finished recording. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it goes. Rip. Anyway. Back to Jared Leto. <laughs> I just wanted to get off the subject of Morbius really fast. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, it's... I don't know. I don't know what would make me go see this movie. Maybe the fact that I have Regal. I really again. like Jared Harris. That's yeah, me the too. only thing that made me want to watch it. It makes but me I sad. But I don't want to watch it. Because he's in it. He's so much better than whatever this is. He's going from Chernobyl to this. God, he's such a good actor. He's got range. He could do great and shit work. And it's just... It's fine. He needs a Marvel paycheck. Everyone needs one at some point. But yeah. it's not a Marvel Matt movie. Smith finally came around. It's an association with marvel what was that word association <laughs> yeah so like he doesn't have a character name it's just morbius's mentor mm-hmm. oh that. jared harris yeah in the, uh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. so he's only gonna be around in like the first scene and then like in flashbacks throughout yeah, I, was the like, movie. I hope he's just in flashbacks then what the fuck is matt smith gonna be doing like he's like, is, like his best friend or something no. really i think is the conflict gonna be FBI trying to stop him and then them like teaming up at the very end to defeat some other big bad and then boom okay we're gonna keep Morbius in the back pocket now do you want to know what, what what who Matt Smith plays yes he plays a character named Hunger who's also a vampire who has a lot of the same things that Morbius has but his team affiliation on Wikipedia is drumroll Hydra Sinister Six Hydra. Hydra. Which is interesting because they show the vulture at the very end of the trailer. Yes. Yeah. And so all the Reddit comments I saw were talking about how that this is probably going to lead into Sinister Six. Which could probably be the best thing they could do with the Spider-Man franchise at this point. That I would go and see that movie. As it stands, I don't think I'm going to watch. I don't think because I might still see it just because of Regal Unlimited. But I have no burning desire to see the individual villain movies because we still haven't seen Venom, which I might do at this point just because it's not, it's that's every opinion I've ever heard about it. It's a movie. (laughs) Like you want to defend it, but then you actually think about it and you're like, yeah, it's kind of shit, (laughs) but you like accept that while you're watching it. You're like, yeah, "Yeah, this isn't great. Yeah. It's it's a, it's a movie. (laughs) Oh yeah. I, 
I don't know. I am. It just seems like such a weird next movie for Sony to make in the Spider-Man universe. Yeah. But they some somebody somewhere is like, this is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. That we got to get Leto while he's hot. He's free from the Joker's clutches. Oh, speaking of the Joker and Jared Leto, the Joker that gets like beat up in the uh, Harley Quinn movie is not Jared Leto. It's some stand-in actor. Oh, I saw some comment where they showed like Harley Quinn like essentially killing the Joker. Yeah, Mr. J. Yeah, so that's funny. Yeah, so are they just like sick of Leto? Is that the whole thing? Like, he's a shitty actor to work with. Damaged. There, there's all kinds of things that have been <laughs> said about Jared, Le- Letter, so Jared Letter. Jared Leto. <laughs> it's fine. Jared Leader. So, uh, he's not the best actor. That is for certain. Uh, who knows? I mean, they had uh, what's his face get, had a stand-in for him on, as a uh, Superman and Shazam. So, it could just be a scenario where they're not they're not sure what the hell they're doing. Yeah, which I think me. at this point you should be able to figure it out. He's almost 50. Jared Leto? Yeah. Yep. yeah Makes sense. Uh, he was a lot of acting when he was in Fight Club. So yeah. that movie came out 20 years ago. So clearly, we're all excited for Morbius. A hundred percent. First day review. I can't think of the next movie that I want to see is... Like, what's the next big movie? I know Black Widow. Wonder Woman. It's June, I think. May. I'm not seeing that. <gasps> Do you hate really? women? You hate women? <laughs> I literally just said Black Widow. I know. <laughs> you have to like all Har- women. David Harbour's not. That's the only reason you're going to go see it. I know. He wants I, to see it for Florence Puke. Puke? David yeah. Harbour is my least. I love David Harbour. He's, so, he's squishy. I, I think he's fine. It's just he was Hellboy and that was shitty. That's not his fault. Yeah. He accepted the role. Fair. Everyone needs a paycheck. Tell Come that on. to. <laughs> Tell that to the judge. Uh, oh, there's um, uh, Tenant and the Bond movie. Yeah, so that's all like summertime stuff. So it's a drought until the blockbusters start coming out, yeah. it sounds like. Yeah, <laughs> Mulan. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Yeah, you ready for that? No. Yeah, definitely want to see Tenant. Yeah. Um, but I figured no point in talking about it and being excited about it now because... I don't want to look too much into it or hear too much about it until I just go and see it because yeah. that's the kind of movie it is. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> well, plot's been spoiled for me. I guess I'm not going to see this movie. <laughs> Did you like look up something? No, no, no. But I'm saying like that's that's what would happen if you watch trailers. <laughs> oh, okay. That's... I thought you were looking into it and then you spoiled it for yourself. No, I I think they're going to do like an, an arg for it, which would be cool. But I just I want to go and blank slate because Inception was amazing for that same reason, where it's like, yes. what the fuck is going on with this movie? Yeah, I want to drop into it. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. Um. So we'll see what something comes out. Are you looking into it, Britt? What movies? Nope. Yeah, I'm looking into movies that are coming out this year. Yeah. Nothing standing out. Somehow. Not until summer blockbusters. There's the personal history of David Copperfield, directed by Armando Armando Iannucci. He did Veep. I trust him. Oh, the, with um, Julia Dreyfus. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Elaine. I'm like, that sounds familiar. So, yes. It's yes. A Elaine. comedy, so I'm sure it's gonna be funny. Somehow, Bad Boys for Life is the top-grossing film of 2020. I saw that. <laughs> I'm like, nothing million. really else has yeah, come because, out though. Yeah. Exactly. What else has come out? Like three weeks, not the even grudge. into the year. Doolittle. Yeah. You got me there. Got him. Uh, okay. The SpongeBob movie, Sponge <gasps> on the Run. Oh, shit. Fucks, yeah. Market calendars. What else are we I'll talking about? I can see it. Uh, so, what? No. Uh, I think we're ready to move on to the final topic of the episode. Uh, meaty topic. Yeah. Fuck off, dude. God, Who get off my dick. <laughs> God. I'm going to end this whether you like it or not. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wait. Oh, on. yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I ruined your plan. Anyways, yeah. The Witcher, episodes three and four, we're doing Ooh. two episodes a week because... Uh, the servers restart again nine minutes. No! <laughs> <laughs> we have nine minutes to finish this chess game. It's okay. Keep going. Just... 
Just surrender. <laughs> no, fuck you. <laughs> the Witcher. Yes. yes. Spoilers. Episodes three and four. Uh, two episodes a week. We're doing it. Uh, episode three. Uh, Brittany and I talked about it a little bit at breakfast today, um, but it surprised me how much fun I had with episode three and how it really felt like the show kind of got its theme and what it was going for. And it's not like episodes one and two were bad by any means. It's just all of a sudden, like three, it's like everything started like clicking into place. Mm-hmm. You had Geralt like investigating a full monster situation. Um, you had Yennefer finally like getting her powers realized and changing her body and things like that. Um, yeah, but I think really it was just the monster scene was great with Geralt and watching like an actual combat with him was pretty fun. That's where I felt. Yeah, because episode three had the Striga. The Striga. Yeah. With the, that was fucking terrifying to look at. And just the lore of that monster is awful. But yeah. Very interesting for this world and frustrating that mm-hmm. the king is just such a shithead. If you don't, do you remember how the Striga came to be, Rob? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That, yeah, that, the king was like, you, I'm like, you, you're just kind of an asshole. Is that, is that what's going on here? Because that's what it feels like. Yeah, yeah that that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, But... I think it was awesome. Last week, I was like, when's Yennefer going to get pretty? I know she's going to, and then she got pretty. <laughs> the very next episode, she yeah. got pretty. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying, like, she wasn't pretty before, but, like, come on. They clearly cast, like, a very beautiful actress and then just, mm-hmm. like, made her hunchback. Like, she's going to get pretty. Did Fuck. you think it was going to be, like, the entire season, though? Yeah, because I knew that, like... This first season was based off the first two books, which were technically like just collections of short stories that were kind of giving the history of each character. Right. So I thought like her whole time was going to be at, um, I don't know the name of the place where she studied magic. I can't. Starts with an A. The, oh, it's got a good name. They all got good names. Yeah. Anyway, I thought the whole thing was going to take place there. So I'm glad it didn't. No, I knew that they were going to jump forward. Yeah. a bit with her and then they did it again the next episode yeah. so that was yeah she Eratusa. was the most eratuza yes. yes she was the most far back in time yes in their yeah. storylines so yep. she had to catch up pretty fast and she sure did because mm-hmm. um yeah because siri wasn't in episode three at all was she I think uh, she was she in was like the, the last end. minute yeah. yeah like when she was walking, walking. through that mm-hmm. field and then dara got shot loser um <laughs> whoa yeah i liked it the scene where yennefer got like pretty oh snip snipped <laughs> yeah she got snip snipped it was really like hard to watch both things that were happening at the same time but like mm-hmm. they mirrored each other in a really creative way mm-hmm. um, it was a very intense yes segment there was of so television. much screaming yes <laughs> stressed me out yeah it was just getting louder and louder, yeah. and I was like, God damn, this is... And I just was like, cut away somewhere else, and then it just cut to more screaming. I was yeah. like, God damn it. Yennefer just got progressively bloodier and bloodier. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I think it's such a brutal way about doing it, because when you hear like, oh, they're going to use magic to make you uh, pretty, you, you think, think... Oh, that's going to be nothing. Yeah, wave a wand, and it's like, no, he's still like carving her up and resizing her body he had to reshape her spine too yeah. like specifically mm-hmm. because of the hunchback yeah. yeah yeah that was crazy yeah that was a good episode and then again episode four like it was a really good episode for different reasons just yeah. because we actually saw yennefer 30 years in the future for her but yeah since mm-hmm. magic she looks the exact same yeah yep uh, and we saw Geralt in the wedding yeah and he saw the queen calanth Calanthe. Which was awesome. Yeah. I like her swagger that she has yeah. as a queen. Cool. Or it's very much like she doesn't want to be doing it. She'd rather be a man and out in the army fighting, but she, she... has to put on the facade. Yeah, of being a lady. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the Witcher world, wherever it is, is more progressive than other fantasy worlds. Yeah, they know the word consent. I was pleasantly surprised by that. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> Consensual. I thought the uh, the what is, what is the thing they did at the wedding? Um, joy of surprise. 
the law of surprise. Law of surprise. Yeah. Oh that I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's a very unique thing. Yeah, uh, and I thought it was interesting because they uh, first off just said it, and then everyone like reacted fighting each yeah. other and i was like what does it mean yeah we though? were just sitting there and it took him like five minutes to finally like explain but that was cool yeah that's what i'm saying like yeah. it was an interesting take on how to show that off is yeah. like just be patient calm down because like i feel like the normal storytelling device when you introduce a new thing in this universe is someone doesn't know what it is and they have to explain it to them but instead it was just like he said this thing let's all fucking fight now mm-hmm so I like that. They don't really dumb it down for you, which is nice. Yeah. There's a lot of critiques about that, too. And I'm like, but pay attention. Like, I get the frustration, mm-hmm. but, like, there, there's depth to the show. It's a, it's a very lore-filled area. You can't just be like, yeah. Here, here's here's the character you care about. Here's the other character you care about. Everybody else dies. Like, it's a much more nuanced. Yeah. Like, not everybody's going to die right away. Yeah. yeah. And I think another tropey kind of thing is they talk about something very early on in the episode and it's like oh here it is coming back into play so like it would have been annoying if Geralt had talked about law of surprise like at the beginning of the episode with the bard and then oh it got called out again at the wedding yeah everything feels like um it's that latin term when you start in the middle of things Oh. It's a very popular literature yeah. thing. Anyway, everything feels like that, and it doesn't make me feel confused because I'm actually paying attention. I think it has the benefit of coming from books, and like yeah. the writers of the show have a very structured baseline to go off of, and then they can wiggle it around as they see fit. And I think that helps with things like this, where it's like there is predetermined lore and stuff Mm -hmm. and so the writers know it and probably a lot of the viewers know it and Mm -hmm. so it's just they don't need to sprint to tell you every single thing Mm -hmm. it's just they know that they can throw things out and you'll get it eventually yeah so not like season eight of game of thrones there was actually coherent writing in this first season yeah so far we'll see if they continue that with season two yeah because while these two episodes were uh again more enjoyable it still, I don't know what the overall plot of the season is. If there even is one. Well, I don't know if there is, cause, because they're based off of the books that are short story collections. I think it's just, here's where they all came from. Here's how the... Because th- I'm assuming the three main characters are going to eventually come together. I assume that is what the finale is going to build up to. Yeah, so I'm assuming it's just they want you to know where each person came from. Yeah, how, how their different adventures and tales shaped them and led them to wherever siri ends up because yeah. she's the present day yeah if you want to call it that yeah yeah i, I think you could call it that yeah so i am interested mm-hmm. we talked about it last week but i really do think having three timelines uh works well mm-hmm. as far as uh maybe not dramatic irony but just cool different <clears throat> references mm-hmm. um, like when you see fultist and his sister at uh yennefer's thing as children mm-hmm. um and when you see, um, like in the fourth episode, you see Queen Calanth being fucking crazy and very ballsy and things like that. And then cut to present day where she's just a corpse yeah. in the ruins of her castle. Yeah. And they carve out a piece of her flesh. Oh, God. Yeah. So. But that's a really good symbolism, too, about, like, no matter where you're at, you could not be there tomorrow. I think it's, it's a lot yeah. of, like, interesting kind of, like, little allegories they, they sprinkle in. Oh, yeah for fun she had that whole speech at the Nilfgaardian lord about how he's mm-hmm. terrible yeah but then they ended up killing all of her people mm-hmm. so and they ended up gaining power and actually rising up against them mm-hmm. yeah it is dramatic irony yeah and i feel like Kalanth's whole thing is she feels like she is going to go out in this big sort of brawl event whatever but realistically she loses a battle her city gets sacked and she dies pretty yeah. much alone yeah yep. she kills herself she? oh yeah she, oh, jumps, she, jumps, off. Out she jumps out the window yeah that's right yeah that kills which the, is the queen mm-hmm. yeah it's like the most unheroic way to die yeah but it's also the most probably the most least brutal uh I mean, for what was probably going to happen to her yeah. yes it was the smart choice but it's not the heroic choice no, which but... I, well, I mean, weak queen probably gonna get raped by people sacking the city. Yeah, probably a 
reasonable thing because they're after Siri, right? Like that's what they want. Right. We don't necessarily know. It makes sense, yeah. What because... I'm assuming, based on my limited knowledge, is they just wanted to take the city, and they're after Siri because she's got a claim to the throne still. I think they want Siri because of her magic. I don't know. I think Maybe. that's. I think Siri was definitely a major point in getting the castle mm. as early as Nook Guardians did. That's okay. yeah. Because that was always my my interpretation of it too. Was that they're there to do that because in the first episode like when uh they talk about the nymph guardians approaching and stuff and clant is like well if they're smart they're gonna go to this city it's like we still have time and then they didn't do that and so it's like clearly they have other motives that clant yeah. can't think about yeah um which because they have frangelina right frangela frangela sorry um marzipan um <laughs> The she is some sorceress that is tracking Siri for him, so it's like there is some tie to Siri and her latent powers that her Yeah. It's something in her bloodline is like Special. they want it. Yeah. Whoa. There's something <laughs> there's something more to Siri than just like, hey, she's Calanthe's yes. daughter. Granddaughter. Kind of. Oh yeah, I always forget that. What happened to her parents? They did. Uh, mm-hmm. Are they how? I I they, they stopped living. <laughs> I think Rob's fucking with you, and I'm not. I don't want him to elaborate. Oh, yeah, okay. they they died. They do. <laughs> they did. I mean, obviously they're not there, so I'm assuming they're dead. But we just need to keep watching, Brittany. I want to, and you won't let me. After this, you're after two episodes a week, after we record you. this, we can go and watch two episodes back. You to can back. watch all four episodes you want. Yeah, you got and then just not talk. I could watch them all tomorrow and not tell you. Yeah, I know because I won't be here. No, yeah. it works perfect because we're gonna finish The Witcher just in time for Bojack to come out, and then we can start watching Bojack. Two perfect. episodes a week. Yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> It's terrible. Done. Because when you watch a show and you watch it in a weekend, how quick do you forget about it? I'll never forget about it. Yeah. What, do you remember all the episodes about Stranger Things season three? Or not really, because we binged it. That's I true. remember a lot of it. No, that's true. One hundred percent true. Season three. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rob. <laughs> Don't support him. He's not wrong. Like I forgot we watched like. Uh, Madeline and I watched uh, Jack Ryan season two, and I was looking on Amazon like, "Oh, did we watch this yet?" And she's like, "Yeah, we watched like right when it came out." I'm like, "Oh," and I have to remember like, "Oh yeah, that was actually a really good season." But like, mm-hmm. it just slips away. Yeah, Fine. it's it's what binging does. It's like it's just too much, and like you remember the finale and probably the first episode, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, everything else is just kind of like little pieces. So I enjoy watching it a little slower. Fine. Because while binging is good for older shows or, like, catching up on something, it's just, ah. Yeah. <laughs> Makes it hard to remember all the little things. And I think with a show like this, it's important to mm-hmm. take it a bit slow. Yeah. Yes. Let it settle in the tummy. In the tum-tum. <laughs> the what? What's wrong with you? <laughs> so much. What's right with me is I won chess while that was happening. You oh, did nice. win chess. Yeah, you gave up. I was surprised that you did but hey you did uh, once you <laughs> took winning. my uh my queen i was like well i had it i almost had it but now it's gone you almost did almost did it but then i didn't yeah but yeah i think that'll do it do you do we want to hear rob's rating on the show or do you want to wait until we're done to hear his rating no i don't care i can hear it now do you do you have a rating do you i, I have i have a you, number in mind do you think you'll be on the next two episodes rob or no Probably not, because okay. uh, this week slowed down because like a lot of the things I was work struggling with at work, at least from my perspective, um, I've gotten ironed out. I still have work to do that probably could lead into the weekend, yeah. so I don't want to say like, yeah, I'll be on next week. So I'm just after February third, which will have some exciting news after that as well. Uh, but like work related, personal news. Um, some some juicy tidbits. Double pre- It's actually twins. God. You're having twins? Oh, fuck, Milo would, Milo would be very upset. No, there's only there's only uh, two pairs of legs and two pairs of... Oh, sorry, one pair of legs, one set of arms. <laughs> Jesus. I can math. Um, after Jesus. like February 3rd that week, everything should be launched and chill if everything goes well. So. Okay. And so you could be more regular? More flex- Is that what you're more saying? Fle- yeah, more flexible. But we're probably not every week, but okay. like... 
at least yes. semi, semi more consistent. I, I could be a reoccurring guest instead of a semi series regular. Yeah, um, semi consistent. Semi consistent. Um, but yes, okay. I, I have a rating if you want it because I, I don't know. You guys probably gonna finish in the next week or two. We'll be done in two weeks, so yeah, I'm I'm interested in your rating. Um, do you want the number and a reasoning or just a number? Both. Yeah, both. Okay, I'll say both. So I want to say it's like a seven out of ten for me. It's very enjoyable because I love the high fantasy kind of space that it lives in. Um, I do enjoy that there is a lot of lore already built around it. And so, like, there's a lot of fun kind of investigating what they're doing. Um, but from a kind of a, a writing perspective and, like, a technical perspective, I think there's a lot of work that needs to be improved, both from kind of, like, the acting, the CGI, and kind of the way they tell the stories. Because I think you guys already touched on um, you could, a lot of some things are too unknown like some people didn't catch yep. their multiple timelines until like episode five and six and i think that is kind of a challenge because if that continues or things like that continue it can be kind of confusing to people um i they do do a good job of kind of decorating the characters that do age correctly like uh Geralt's hair being darker in certain scenes and lighter in other scenes because of time hmm. changes um stuff like that's challenging and then i think just like the acting in general i think um henry cavill's character the way he acts him is good in some ways but like the voicing he does like the gruffness of it kind of varies too much i think he needs to okay. kind of pick a middle ground because um, he just seems seems funny but overall very 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 much enjoy it i really like it i'm looking forward to season two in a fucking year when it comes out yes yeah. well i mean we could look forward to something like the uh watchmen season two if they were going to make one so they're not yep did you hear about mindhunter season three rob no what happened it's on indefinite hiatus why uh, because David Fincher has a lot going on right now, and so Netflix released the actors from their contracts. Oh. Um, not saying that the show is never going to happen, but they don't know when season three is going to happen. So Netflix didn't want the actors to be like stuck. Yeah. So it's probably going to be a couple of years before season three of Mindhunter happens. Yeah, I think I think I think we're going to go into sucks. a period of a lot of shifting of shows. Um, yeah because the landscape of streaming has changed, I think it's going to kind of jumble things up. And I think HBO being bought by, um, who owns them now? AT&T is their parent company. Uh, I think that, yeah, that sounds right. They're going to, sh- I think they're going to shift up what they do. Probably a lot less big budget stuff, maybe a few, but way less than regular, but we get Westworld in a couple months. So that'll oh, be fun. Yeah. Mm. Aaron Paul. <laughs> I am lukewarm. very lukewarm yeah. about that. Same. God. Yeah. That's a whole another episode. Just my feelings about Westworld. <laughs> they could they could tighten it up and do better. So I'm hoping that's the case. But I hope they don't do mm-hmm. a, a Scott Rise of Skywalker and just be like, well, that shit don't matter. We're gonna do this instead. We should talk about that after we stop recording. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so I, I mean, it probably won't be too oh. in depth. I just oh I read the, read the plot lines and I was like, ah, I'm glad I didn't watch the theater. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, okay, so that'll do it uh, for two thirty three. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks for being back on, Rob. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Always good to have you. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back next week. More Witcher. More things yes. we're talking about, probably. <laughs> I don't know. And, yeah, thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Tell your mom. Tell your dog. Give uh, Chloe a virtual pet for us. Yes, oh, yes. please. She's Do been it. very good this week. Yeah. So, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.